Hey guys, welcome back to Bold and Beautiful Movie Talks, the podcast where Andrew and I talk about movies in neither bold nor beautiful fashion. Andrew, you stop playing with that dang water bottle. The whole world can hear Everybody it. Everybody touch it. Alright, Andrew, why don't you go ahead and uh, slide into those DMs and tell everyone what we're going to review today. We're going to review Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse. With William Defoe and Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. Patterson. Pattinson. Edward Cullen. <laughs> Twilight. Thank you for that. Why don't you go ahead and uh, roll happy us Halloween into those. Happy Halloween, too. Oh, happy yeah. Halloween. Because we plan to... Uh, Release this on Halloween. If all, yeah, you if don't all know when we're out. recording this. It could be a Halloween, for all you know. We're dressed up as White House <laughs> Keepers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, that would have been, be been a good idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, what did you think about that? We'll tell our PR team next time to set that up. Uh, but yeah, we're doing Lighthouse, and it's going to be creepy. Alright, roll us into the intro music. What? They're not gonna get it. They're not gonna get it. I need something more than that. I guess your laptop is rolling us into the intro music. He wasn't. Alright, so real quick, the synopsis is... Two lighthouse keepers try to maintain their sanity while living on a remote and mysterious New England island in the 1980s. Sorry, 1890s. Pretty close. Missed it by about 100 years. Um, yeah, so that's pretty straightforward. It's a very simple concept. There's not really... I mean, there's an arc. Well, I mean, there's a character arc, but there's no, like, storyline, really. It's more like, well, I mean, put these two people on a abandoned place... Let's see what happens. That's kind of like the storyline. You know? Well, Efren Winslow, which is Robert Pattinson, is working underneath William Defoe, right? Okay, and follow that. So, huh? there, so who's who? Oh, I mean, Efren Winslow is Robert Pattinson, and then okay. William Defoe is Thomas Wake, and then he's working underneath. Like William Defoe is the experienced one, so right. and then Robert Pattinson used to be a lumberjack or something he's a timberman timberman and so he's working underneath him and then william defoe's making him do all the stuff that he doesn't want to do right and william defoe's watching the lighthouse while robert pattison just maintains all the stuff around it and has the seagulls chasing and does all the dirty work yeah all right so what were your opinions before watching it look weird dude uh i really wasn't planning on seeing this yeah that's right I wasn't planning on seeing this till you guys wanted to see it, and then Steven was saying it was good, and then I—I I mean, it's good acting, but it's just so weird. It's yeah. super cringy, sexual. There's like a lot more to it than you would think. Uh, I didn't really want to see it. I was that was a no for me. Look. Yeah, it's it's pretty good R. It's pretty hard R. Rated R. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I was excited because I do like Defoe. I do like Pattinson. I know a lot of people don't, but I do. Um, and that, I, mean, I think mostly just because I know he takes these really weird indie roles that really kind of just make him look weird. So he likes those kind of roles. So figure people who like doing those kind of things tend to be good at them. Yeah, after Twilight, he just wants to get rid of, forget about that stuff. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of like Zac Efron. He didn't really do anything, you know, Disney-ish, as in like movie-wise, you know, until he did, um... The showman movie, the musical one. Mm-hmm. But everything after that was, you know, these bigger movies, but they're all serious dramas. And then he got ripped and then did the whole uh, Neighbors, those kind of movies and stuff. Baywatch. So, yeah. So, I mean, we see Robert Pattinson start off with this huge blockbuster saga. 
and then go right into these indie films. Um, yeah, so I think it's a really weird choice, but it makes sense because he's trying to kind of get out of that Disney light. And then, whereas Defoe has been an established actor, and um, Defoe has a theater background, uh, whereas Pattinson doesn't. And so, we'll 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 mention that later. Um, because it I does, didn't know that part. Yeah, it, it does. It it really did affect the rehearsal process as well as the, as well as the filming process. So, as of now, one uh, one out of ten, we rate it. Huh. It's, it's, it's a tricky one. I know. It's hard because the acting was like pretty spot on. Right. But the movie was just so creepy. So leaving the movie, you're like, what just happened? Yeah. And then also you're like, well, did I like the movie? Or did I not like it? So I don't You go first. I don't really sure. Okay. I'll probably I, give it like a five. And yeah. again, this is not a five is 50% AKA F. It's more like it was okay. Well, I loved 10, it for so. different reasons. And I didn't like it for different reasons it was hard to follow along dialogue wise which i mean well that's william defoe had like an accent right and then robert pattison he had a slight accent that kind of developed which is kind of weird you heard him a lot better than you would did defoe right yeah because he has this i mean he already has this gritty voice and with an accent on top of that you know it kind of does it does affect the its audibility Mm. and stuff um but yeah, so there's things I liked about it, there's things I didn't like about it. Again, acting across the board, I'm sure this is this is probably the biggest like um consistent reviewer or whatever, is that the acting was just great and the storyline was weird. Um so since it was solid acting that does just rank it up pretty high already. So they they get strand mm, should we say that? Is that a spoiler? They don't get stranded. So William Defoe has been there. Robert Pattinson. Is that what that is? Yeah, they came, they came at the same time, didn't they? Uh, they did, but he's been there before. He's like he's experienced that location. Like he, I mean, he has that this love for the the light. It's the the lighthouse itself. The ocean too. But yeah, we'll well, it's, yeah. So, okay, but tell us, tell us your rating. The thing is, like, I like it more than Triple Frontier. <laughs> And I like it more than Spider-Man Far From Home. It's so different, though. So you can't compare it. Oh, yeah, it's I guess like they're all own, different movies. It's its own thing. Huh. I really didn't like it, to be honest. I mean, I like the acting, but when it comes to the whole movie, I'm like, I I really didn't want to see this. But it, <laughs> it was definitely an experience. Um, I feel like it would be better if you're a little bit intoxicated, but watching because they're always drinking on the right uh in the movie there's alcohol in the movie there's it's not for kids it's very sexual more than i thought it would be there's some mermaids uh i don't know siren i don't hear any sirens jeremy sirens (laughs) (laughs) uh i'll get above four all right you say four i say five we're pretty... I kind of I wanted to go off of what you said to make sure I would go lower than that. <laughs> right. Alright, so let's go. Okay, well, as far as the title's concerned, uh, it's no, no complaints here. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. I mean, it's what they're... What, what, I mean, the whole purpose of a lighthouse keeper is to keep the lighthouse going, running. right? Yeah. So that the ships don't crash into the, the... the land, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and then... William Defoe has this, I don't know if the word's right, asphyxiation? Yeah. For the, the lighthouse mm-hmm. light. 
and doesn't let uh, Robert Pattinson up there or what's his name? Um, Winslow. Right. Um. Yeah. So the lighthouse turns out to be a bigger, a bigger character than just the setting of the location. You know. So yeah, there is an uh, a fixation on it. Um, yeah, well, I mean everything takes place in this in these little these small quarters, like a mile away from the lighthouse. Like it's this mile circumference that's just very close to it. and Everything takes place there, so it's really the only setting. You know, they're basically they're they're bucking together um, in this little shack. You know, we're, like uh, five minute walking distance from the shack or from the lighthouse. Thomas Wake or William Defoe always farts. One scene. He farts a lot, dude. It's one scene. Like probably four or five times. It's one scene. And it's probably twice. Maybe it's a little too much for me. <laughs> if I was living close quarters with someone and they, you would have a conversation, they would just fart. You know, but... I'm not saying I like it. No. It was cool. done in post anyways. But. Right, okay. So actors, go ahead and kind of dive into those. We have, we have two. Oh, so. no, I was just... <laughs> Oh yeah, you know what? They actually they actually put the mermaid in here too. Well, they kind of um, have to, but but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we wanted to end it on if well, we'll say at the end if they should see it or not. I guess it's up to them. But yeah, I'm sure we don't even know if we should see it at this I, point. I I would want to see after it, watching. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I should have seen that creepy country. Okay, so we got William Defoe, which is. Uh, he plays the Green Goblin in uh, I'll say Harry Potter, Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that. Role. I didn't know he's been in um, Wes Anderson's. He's gonna be in the upcoming movie Motherless Brooklyn with Edward Norton. He's gonna be in French Dispatch, which is a Wes Anderson film. He was in Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, well, everyone was in that. movie. He also was in Aquaman. Which oh, he that's played, right. He played he the dad. Played, no, he played the mentor. That trained okay. him how to use his Triton and. Some, I didn't see it. I'll never see it. So. But the, the biggest one was one that was nominated for the Oscars last year was at At Eternity's Gate. Oh, it was, was him, nominated. Him, yeah, it was him and um. What's that guy? Poe something? Poe Dameron? Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Oscar uh, Isaac. Oscar Isaac, yeah. Him and Oscar <laughs> Isaac were in there. Um, that was the uh, Picasso one, right? Uh, Van Gogh. Van Gogh. He played Van Gogh. It was it was creepy too. It was weird. Oh wow! So I think William Defoe can pay these super weird. He's in the Florida project. Well, he has the voice for it. He just has that that voice is just so out there. It's raspy and it's like it just has this weird character to it that just makes him this kind of creepy kind of character. It's like he's perfect as the Green Goblin. I think it's just crazy how older actors and actresses can still be so relevant. That is weird. I mean, Morgan Freeman has been relevant. Well, I don't know what, what the last thing he's done. But again, everyone knows him. And he got his big break in like his 60s. So he was only relevant in, in his older age. So that's weird. Alright, so that's him. How about uh, Pattinson? We got Pattinson. 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 Edward Cullen. I was going to call him Edward. You got Edward from uh, Twilight. All the many, many Twilight movies. Like six or five? Yeah. He's going to be in a... Well, he's going to be Batman. He's going to be Batman. He's also going to be in that King movie that's coming out. I believe oh, it's Netflix. Right. Netflix yeah. It's going to have... Oh, Joel Edgerton is mm-hmm. going to be in there. 
You know, I say it right that time. You did. And Timothy Chalamet is going to be in there. Chalamet. Oh, they're going to have that guy. All right, okay, what else? There's going to be a lot of people. <laughs> I'm sorry, getting, getting lost in actors here. He was in High Life, which is another A24 film, A24 produced film, where he's a father and daughter that are in space isolation. He's basically been in a lot of these weird indie films as these weird indie characters. But his only other big one was the one was Twilight. Remember right? me? After yeah, Twilight. Oh yeah, I I, I don't I haven't seen Remember Me. I think I watched Water for Elephants. I thought it was good. Oh, I heard that was a good movie. It actually was pretty good. I haven't seen that. He plays these a lot of these movies where he's very distressed and a lot of drama. But hey, that's what he's used to. So. Well, he said he said that he loves playing those characters because it's very freeing. He said it's a very freeing and fun feeling to play someone who's losing their mind. I was like, I guess, but if you do it every year, <laughs> I feel like that becomes who you are. You know, hope you can detach from the character to the man. And then they have Valor, Valor, Valeria Carmen as the mermaid. It's not really a known actor or actress, but well, she I mean, that's for, only... She was in it for five seconds. So. She was in some of the sexual scenes, yeah. Okay, so... It was done in black and white, the whole thing? No, no it was done... The, the director talked about it. He was basically saying there was these filters that took a while to... To calibrate that it extracted all the reds and it kept the greens and the blues so like skin tone wise it looked black and white but like ocean wise you saw some green you saw some blue so he said he was saying he really wanted to make it feel like this gritty old movie and in doing so it ended up being a lot of black and white but also the colors you did see were green and blue you being colorblind I don't know what you saw but black and white okay. um, <laughs> could he? like a beagle yeah. All right. So, did these actors make you feel anything? Yeah, I mean, uh, William Dafoe would piss me off. So he made right. Me feel, yeah. Because uh, he was so like, oh, you got to listen to me, and you got to do this, and then Robert Pattinson was like, Pattinson, <laughs> Pattinson was like just listening to him and taking his orders and he was kind of over it and then they were stranded because their ship didn't come to take them away right. and they started going crazy and rationing their food well he was and... going a little crazy before or Pattinson was going a little crazy before then so by the, the time they're like the, hey they're not coming because you ready. i think you're under the impression that the him living with him and the light also kind of dr- makes them crazy right or like yeah what I mean, they I mean, see and what they believe what's reality versus what's not right and then especially because that's a big thing with this movie reality and what's not reality i was yeah. like okay is this real is this really happening or like there was a mermaid right that he has sex with mm-hmm. spoiler alert whatever but um and you're like is this really happening or is this just what he's imagining while he's masturbating to a little mermaid figure that he found in his bed um yeah not for kids yeah but uh do they make you feel something that's a good question um i don't know robert pattison pattison made me feel uh i feel a little bit i was felt a little bit sympathetic for his character since he was trying to make a living for himself right Um, noble intentions um both of them made me he 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 had a lot of anger towards that guy and this position it's kind of like you start in a new job and you're like it's just horrible and then your boss is making you do all the tasks and doing the fun stuff 
and he just wants to go up to the lighthouse and tend to the the, the light. Yeah. And William Defoe doesn't because he's up there naked or something. I don't know what he's doing up yeah. there. Yeah. And they, so. I don't know. Man, there's a lot of emotions. Uh, very cringy from the I guess in the movie in general. Full very very uncomfortable. Yeah. No. Totally. Confined is another one. I don't know. What can you what can you think of? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you really go on this emotional journey with Robert Pattinson. With with William Dafoe, you don't really feel anything for him other than just like being pissed and annoyed. Um, but Pattinson starts off, you know, pure intentions, and then he just slowly uh, slips into like madness because they're just alone, just the two of them, on this remote place in the middle of nowhere, surrounded for, like, by just many ocean. Months, right? A couple of months. Right, so it was supposed to be four weeks, right? It was supposed to be a four-week thing, and then they were going to get picked up. And there, that was a while, and then William Dafoe thinks they're not going to come. So I think, I think that the point where their their ship doesn't come, yeah, drives Pat Pattinson more into right because he realizes that he's going to have to stay in this weird mental state. More and then they, he starts worse. drinking more. And then they start drinking more. And then William Defoe also makes him be like, well, you did this the other night. And I'm like, did he really do that? Or is William Defoe trying to make him go crazy? Right. So Pattinson, kind of early on, he asks what happened to the, the previous lighthouse keeper. And then he said he killed himself and he, he went mad. And then he, he killed himself. So then Robert Pattinson, as he starts slipping into madness, the audience is like, okay, he's going to probably do the same thing. And then oh, we I realize... Forgot. I didn't hear that. You're probably sleeping in that part. Yeah. yeah. I was the only one. I know. Brandon, you fell asleep a little bit. Yeah. Brandon fell asleep. Totally. Um, it's it's a little bit of a slower movie. It's a slow burn at points. It's a, Totally. I feel like I fell asleep less than I did. For, <laughs> wait, more? I don't know if more it's or okay. less Story than about it. Astra, but... Yeah, because that was a slow movie too. Um, but yeah, okay. So, as far as that's concerned... I mean, they both carry the movie since it's just them two, and then you really kind of just follow Pattinson on his his slip into madness, and you're not sure if if Defoe has been in that madness or if he's just been sane the whole time. But you see him basically stay the same, whereas Pattinson is like going crazy. All right, so quick quick little fun fact. So um, legend has it, not legend, but they both kind of admitted it. Um, so Pattinson and uh, Defoe weren't really talking to each other. There's kind of some tension on set um, during filming this. But after interviews with both of them and the directors, they said that those the weather conditions were awful on set. And both of them lived basically like 20-ish minutes from location. See, they lived on that island near the shore. And it was hailing, it was snowing, it was blizzards. This was Maine? Or was this is New England. New England, okay. Or at least it was supposed to be New England. I mean, it's staged in New England. I don't know if it was actually there. But, like, it was super cold all the time. So he said that every, every time they called cut, there was no hanging out. It was like they immediately went to try and get warmth, get cover. Um, and they, they also said that the harshest scenes that you see weather-wise, those were all real. There was only, there was only a few scenes um, when the rain wasn't consistent. Into where they had to actually have like a rain machine for a little bit, but for all of the harsh ones, that's all natural. So like there was crazy conditions. So so they were saying that that contributed to that tension 
in the movie because they were they weren't it wasn't personal it was just the fact that they were just being tortured and then they had to you know deliver oh yeah you're saying yeah, so physically demanding right yeah. but defoe said that he loved it because it made him like be in the character he said it was romantic and it was beautiful because he was able to stay in character and it was true to his character so he didn't feel like you know you go home detach come back you're back in it was like you're there he said that his wife was working so she wasn't able to go on set with him so it was just him alone in his room every time he was off so he was basically this character on and off set so he said that he loved that because it just really portrayed on camera and he really felt you know like it was great for that reason so i thought that was pretty cool he said defoe lived in a fisherman cottage in solitude boom yeah patterson was in a hotel oh okay funny with the rest of the crew freaking edward um <laughs> yeah i mean there's also some more attention because um robert pattinson hates rehearsing and so there's a lot of rehearsing for this film but it wasn't for the actors usually when there's rehearsing for a film it's to get the feeling right but the only reason why they were over rehearsing was that they can get the camera right because they had a huge focus on camera Whereas since Defoe comes from a theatrical or theatrical background, he said he loves rehearsing because you start setting these limits to where you can live in these characters now. Whereas Robert Pattinson says that the more you do it, the less authentic it gets and the less reacting happens. He said he loves to just react in the scene, in the moment. And the more you do it, the less, obviously, the more you have to fake it. That's a big difference between acting for theater and acting for film well a lot of people in the film love rehearsing it's just oh. the fact that pattinson was like he just wants to live in the moment and stuff he hates rehearsing but yeah all right so do you have a best scene you want to talk about ah uh, uh, definitely not all the that breathing all that breathing is coming hardcore in that mic it's windy today so it's windy in the film you can't hear it yeah it is extreme a lot of weather right best scene it's hard because it, it's like, yeah, it's... Ah, I guess I do. Maybe I'll give it later because I don't want to give the ending yet. So it's the ending. It's the ending scene because I kind of like Greek mythology and it's related. Right. Which okay. I can kind of get into that. Um, yeah, I can't think of any... Spoiler alert. Which doesn't really... I mean, it's not like a big spoiler movie. But like... Um, go ahead. Go ahead and just say it. You should go see it, and then come back. This is your warning. Well, we still need to talk about the music and the No, I'm just saying, character. but the best scene is the ending, so just go ahead and give your best scene. Um, and it'll come full circle. Best scene's the ending, where Robert Pattinson um, dies, which I actually fell asleep right before he... Really? He, right before he, he ends part? up on the beach, and he's dead, and he's being eaten by seagulls. He's not dead. He's being eaten by seagulls. He's, he's being alive. eaten by seagulls alive. He's just like half there. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That's I just, like that because it, well, it relates to Greek mythology where... But you didn't even uh, know that. No, I knew, I, knew that? That, I knew that watching it. Because oh, I remember okay. Prometheus um, gave the humans fire and then um, the Greek gods took it away and then he gave it back. And they punished him by um, chaining him to a rock and where an eagle was sent to eat out his liver each day. And then his liver would grow back each night and then the next day the eagle would eat it. And that would happen forever. And he was alive. That sucks. So, and it said that he's Prometheus in this film 
and the foe is Protus or Proteus, an old prophetic sea god who call who's called the old man of the sea. Um, because he was really big about like the ocean and the sea and the sea's gonna get you winds low and it was funny is like that whole trailer when they talk about like the the, the he was saying something like the sea's gonna get you or like and strike you down and mm. and he says that seagulls are gonna eat your mm. liver or whatever I don't remember him seeing the seagulls but you mentioned that I missed that so it's kind of like a foreshadowing but also also kind of proves that he's supposed to represent um the greek god gotcha. so i thought that was really cool i like greek mythology a little bit and i've never liked it and okay. i mean i didn't like the scene when they're eating out his liver because i personally don't like seagulls i have a is that why i have a bad like this whole movie like when the seagulls are like watching him and yeah. the seagulls are supposed to be like old fishermen or sailors they're the in them are, are the, the souls, souls of sailors sailors and I was like, one of the seagulls missing his eye, and I was just like, nope, nope. That. Uh, so I didn't really like the scene of him dying, but I just thought of the parallel to Greek mythology was really cool. So, what was your favorite scene? Um, I don't think I have a best scene. Um, that's okay. Just because there wasn't a scene that was like, ooh, this is a great scene. It was more like, oh, we're getting somewhere. Oh, we're getting somewhere here. Oh, we're getting somewhere there. There wasn't no, we like... we never got her. Got there. You no, know, we did. Oh. Like, it reached the climax, and then there was a falling action, and then ending. So, like, there just wasn't a scene that was like, that was a great scene. It was ooh. more like just the acting in general. Like, you had to really jump over these hurdles of like weirdness to stay with like the tone of the film you know you had to get past the masturbation you had to get past the weird insanity you had to get past the awkward dialogues and you had to get past the weird disturbing images and in order to follow the tone but like an experimental film when you see like blood and guts replaying that's what it kind of remind made me think of i think there was a some movie that some girl presented that in some other movie but it was just kind of weird not following you there but it I know you have good seem, intentions it seemed like an experimental type idea like all the okay yeah now I can see that I mean just all the things that went on the, just a bunch of random stuff a lot of different stuff and it's kind of hard to follow because there's so much going on um yeah I, I put that last scene... If they didn't have that last scene, I don't think I would have had a favorite scene. Um, but, yeah, the director did some weird stuff before this, so kind of segue into that. Robert Eggers? How do you say? Eggers? Robert Eggers? Mm-hmm. Uh, he did The Witch, which was a big movie. And is which also, is his only big film, right? Yeah, it's also an A24 film, produced film. And that's what got Defoe interested in him so yeah. apparently he saw the movie and he said i want to get in contact with this guy and they then both he said, did that yeah they yeah both wanted to get in contact with him because they really liked the witch and how he did it and then i guess they knew that this film was going to happen or something i'm not sure well defoe said let me know if you have another project and then Eggers huh. was like hey i got this and he was like i love the script let's do it and then at some point patson was like hey how about me you know yeah. 
pretty much it, right? I, I mean, the, the film looked great. So a big plus as to my rating was, like, acting was great and it looked amazing. You know, and then you want to... I forgot what the ratio thing was you said, but, like, the whole movie... Yeah, the, the it's a smaller... It's not act- full screen. Well, it's a smaller aspect ratio because back then they didn't have that, so he wanted to... Director wanted to do it a certain way. Right. Um, if you don't have that, we're just going to skip on. You're going to regret it for the rest of your life. I don't remember the number. Okay, well, either way, it's smaller. and then I mean, every trailer it's been played on, it's a smaller ratio. So I'm sure you guys probably understand what we're talking about now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looked great. And then the oh, camera work was one really nice. 119.1. All right. Square frame. Yeah, it's like a, a square frame. They chose this because the space in the movie are meant to feel combined. So yeah, I mentioned that they, they didn't start implementing widescreen until um, the 1950s. So they want to take people back to even further than that uh, to how they used to do things. So, gotcha. so yeah, it's old old school. But I thought that was interesting because I was like, oh, is there something wrong with the screen? Like I think if someone just watched the movie and they like didn't really know what they're expecting, they're like, oh, small screen, you know. What's going on? Like, well, again, every trailer they had of it, it was in that same ratio. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't pay attention to that. Apparently. Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, and then I think he did a really good job. I've never seen The Witch, so maybe if we did both see The Witch, but I don't plan to. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the trailer for The Witch, and it looked super creepy. <laughs> I don't like scary movies. Yeah. Uh, I need to study and watch it. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's super. Uh, I watched the trailer for Witch or part of the trailer, and it seemed really creepy and shot kind of similar, kind of like low lighting, like mm-hmm. dark. Um, it is a horror movie. Yeah, and I mean to direct these powerhouse actors to do this, I mean it's, it must have been such an experience to and to figure out how to get them to work together. Right. Yeah. Because I'm sure, like, you can have good actors and then not have them work well together. Totally. Yeah. So, just so you know, and I'm gonna let everyone know this so they can help keep you accountable. You're moving all over the place, so your audio is gonna be all over the place. You're like really up close when you're on your phone like that, and then you're back here. And right now, you went all the way over here in the corner. I'm just letting you know. It's uh, stretching. Yeah. yeah. Um, fun fact: we, We're trying to keep this creepy like the movie. Oh. So I'm going in and out. I'm gonna turn yeah. around. When I talk now. And talk towards the closet? Yeah. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, so, basically, Eggers, Eggers, his brother, something else, Eggers, the concept was actually him. He said, hey, I have this concept of, like, a ghost um, horror movie in the lighthouse. And then this director was like, that's a great idea. And he secretly hoped that it would crash and burn. Turns out, it just kind of got shelved. And then he's like, okay, well, how about we work on this together? And that's what they did. So it was him and his brother basically working on this film. And then there's obviously some more right-hand people and stuff. Um, so tying that into it, the one of the right-hand people, I forgot what her name was, but it was a woman. And um, she um, in helped writing the script and the storyline in, in like fleshing it out. She said that it's pretty loosely based. It's on like it's like a period piece, but it's, it's also strongly based on, um, on actual journal diaries from a real lighthouse keeper. Apparently they just went mad. So I think that, that that adds that creepy element, which is really cool though. Um, as well as there's obviously there's flashes of you know mythology and Greek, you know that kind of stuff. But like for it to have been based 
strongly on like real mm-hmm. you know experiences i think that's really cool and it's crazy said it was loosely based on a real life tragedy in 1801 called the the smalls lighthouse tragedy oh. in which two welsh light keepers both thomas both named thomas became trapped on their lighthouse station during a storm and yeah just go mad and stuff see it's crazy and then you now were... i'm curious about what that real story is i'll look into it the i should have yeah the smallest thing. oh it's fine uh it's the smalls lighthouse strategy huh i mean imagine living with someone and then like in those kind of conditions yeah and, and it's just you guys there's no one else for hundreds and they don't do miles. anything like they don't have no like i don't see them have no books or like no right they, they just work no all day media. they can't be on facebook <laughs> right. like uh and then they don't and then they start to resent each other it's kind of like kind of made me think of like well i mean i, I guess a married couple can be good but it kind of make me think like they were like a married couple in the sense where like they're they live together and they're okay but then they're starting to get tired or anybody you live with of their habits and stuff like that if you're relating the relationship to marriage it's uh good luck yeah, look, good luck getting be... out of that one Jeremy's gonna talk about marriage now since, <laughs> since he's married and I'm not quite there yet. Okay, so you will <laughs> move on. You go with directors. Yeah, man. go ahead. All right. Shoot us with the what's going on with the music. So music, there's almost nothing, and there's um, it's not it's not really even worth kind of bringing it up. There's some it only happens maybe three or four times in the film, and it's kind of just this unmelodic, as you can assume, just this kind of like light corner orchestra, spooky kind of things. So there's really like I mean, it feels like there's only three or four moments when there's music. Most of it is just dialogue and sound effects. So I think it's more of like a sound effect movie, uh, effect movie, um, compared to like, who's the score by, who's that by, you know? So there's really nothing to talk about. I think just the intro, maybe a spot in the middle, and then the outro of the movie, those are the only spots with music. And then the credit scene, which is fun, it's kind of like one of those kind of Irish pub kind of, uh, kind of songs, um... It's catchy and it's fun, but it's weird. And it's also a weird movie to end it credit-wise with, you know. So the whole movie is weird and it has this last scene where you're just like, ugh. And then it ends. And then the credits start with this chipper pub kind of song. So that was the only kind of playfulness with it was after the movie is over. But during the movie, there's really nothing else into it. So there's not really anything else to kind of bring about, you know. Also, at the same time, you don't even really need music for it. It kind of holds its own you know pretty well without any music so i think it's smart to not put a lot into it but um all right so so the the ending of the movie robert pattinson turns the tide and now he's you know like he, what you did there. whoa like that look at that and so he basically says i'm the captain now another pun and then um he kind of makes the foe i'm go captain now literally his pet and that was a really weird. Oh, I forgot scene. about that. Yeah, he makes him. That he was. Goes, a, he puts him on. He the takes leash. dominance over William Defoe and says, "I'm done with your stuff." When they're trying to kill each other, right? And then I don't know why he agrees to this, but he puts William Defoe on a leash. Well, because he he almost kills him. Yeah, he puts William Defoe on a li- leash and then starts to bury him alive. Yeah, which or Defoe said right. Which, well, no, because he escapes. Remember. Yeah. But Defoe said that that's the one, that was the worst scene for him to film. But he also says, like that being said, it was perfectly fit for the character, and I loved it. 
But he said that as far oh, as the conditions and all that, the, the worst burying thing or the fact no, being be, a dog, be, no, being buried alive. Because I thought the dog. I mean, what's funny though is that like, he's going on. He's healthy as a as an actor. Defoe, he's a healthy man. He moved around great in this movie. He had this limp, but like he was athletic. And then that dog scene, and then he was like super agile on that. And then even shows him like naked. Remember this weird kind of vision dream thing that Pattinson has, and he's naked. and He's obviously covering like his his manhood. Oh, is that like, when? A, oh, yeah. Yeah, so this weird symbolistic kind of There's thing. There's a light shown on Robert Pattinson. I think when Robert Pattinson sees what's in the lighthouse, right? Is that what happened? No, it's way no. before that. It's when. Oh, it's before that. It's basically when he spills his beans, as they say. Oh, it's you, a whole other you, thing. We don't, you, we don't have to get into. I mean, you find out be, that Robert Pattinson. He has his past. Winslow life. has the past life where he actually killed someone. He changed his name. Right. And then so this whole movie, you're kind of battling like you're thinking William Defoe or um, yeah. Mork or whatever his name is. You're thinking he's the bad guy, but you're kind of not really sure once you learn about Robert Pattinson's past. Right. But. So as far as the ending goes, he turns the tide and then he basically wins. He kills um, Defoe and then he experiences the lighthouse for himself and he has this really weird dramatic... This is a little too cheesy for me. This weird experience when he opens up the lighthouse and then it kind of offers... Him, him to come it, in and offers an invitation like an alien movie or something yeah. like being on their ship or something yeah. have you seen uh annihilation yeah oh, it's, it's, it's so like weird, it's dude. like the exact same thing so though right weird. it was weird it's like the exact it was same in a lighthouse thing, too oh was, the ending scene oh, was in a goodness, lighthouse it's the same thing um so that yeah so basically whole, offers like hey come look into my world and then you just see his reaction and then he falls down the stairs because he's so hysterical and then the next scene you see is him getting eaten by birds. And he's naked. And we don't know how he got how there. How naked? Right. He's just like half awake and kind of like, uh, uh what the heck's going on? And it hurts. And like, it was, maybe, that was dis- Maybe he never disturbing. made it to the lighthouse top and he just fell in the sand in the... Right. But then how'd he get naked though? See? I don't know. Unanswered an question. Spiders. <laughs> the birds ate this stuff off of him. Okay, so, I mean... That all that all this being said, I mean now you kind of know what to expect. So if you have the stomach for it, and you want to see some great acting, you want to just be like, what the heck, the whole movie, especially the ending. This is your kind of movie. If not, perfect movie to see on Halloween. Right, but Maybe. it is well it depends on who you're with. It's not family friendly it's, it's at not all. Really scary. It's more uh, cringy and. It's more weird. of a drama. It's like a weird, twisted drama. You got scared a few times, which was funny. Oh, there, there was some, uh, which there's some jump out things. I don't think anyone else got scared at. But... The person next to me did too. Oh, okay. Well, you were, you were jumping. I know, I did it. You looked at me and I was like, what are you doing? I didn't expect it. Like, there's a couple things that kind of jump out at you or they make louder noises or something. Yeah. It was, it's not something that, it's not like something normal or something. But anyways, but yeah, there are a couple of things like that, but it's nothing... Right, if you're pro-animal rights, then probably isn't the movie for but you. But they did not hurt any seagulls in this film, even though Robert Pattinson... Chokes one and slams it until it... Slammed it back and forth. smithereen. Yeah. At least it wasn't real, so... You good? It wasn't real. What? What? What is real? You know? <laughs> is this real? How far are we going to take this? It's okay. This is a whole different conversation right now. Um, yeah, 
I think that's it for this movie. Um, super weird, but good acting, like you said. Yeah. Um, wasn't really for me, but I mean, I'm Could willing to you. watch other movies. Not like Jeremy sometimes, but. What do you mean you're willing to watch other movies? I'm willing to watch any movie, typically, but. Unless it sucks. That's for you. <laughs> I I would watch it if it sucks. Um, but you know. To each their own. Right. Okay, so follow us on Instagram. It's the best way to get a hold of us as well as follow the link in our bio, which kind of leads you into uh, listening to these podcasts on any kind of platform, Apple Music, Spotify, etc. Incorrap, our sponsor, thank you for once again being very easy to work with now that I'm using my iPad instead of a, a laptop. It's been making a, a world of difference. Um, give us critiques, movies, or next movies to watch. We're starting to... to uh, Make a list, but um, viewer recommendations definitely come before. Um, what I was thinking of doing maybe is uh, on our page, putting our story, like having people respond to what we want, they want us to record, mm-hmm. and then putting that onto our story. That would be so. If we're cool. looking for a shout out, yeah, I might. I, I was, I was thinking of doing that and just seeing, getting some feedback on what movies that people want to see. Lately, we've been doing a lot of movies that are in theaters and keeping consistent with that. But back and forth, when we don't see that something that's not that, like there's nothing in theaters that we really want to watch, then we go back to things like Warrior and we might review another one of my favorite movies. movies. Right. So yeah, hit hit them with the with the with the pumpkin. Right? No, probably dagger would make more sense. Hit him with a dagger. Oh, I hit say him dagger. With the knife. I say hit him with a dagger. But I don't say it like physically dagger. I right? wanted you can go ahead. No, I'll you have to say it. You always you always end it. Hit him with the What? <laughs> Wait, I was gonna flip it this time. You can't do that. Okay. We have a thing going on that's pretty good. Alright. After a year maybe we can uh we can switch it up. Just getting close to that, I think. I'll start doing it in Spanish. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be cool. We'll bring in more viewers. <laughs> Right. Well, isn't our like a percentage of our uh, following or our follower base is in what, all... Taiwan or something? Oh, that's you said. Yeah, <laughs> when we looked at our follow base is Taiwan. Oh, uh, Taiwan fans. I wish right. I knew something. I about. wish. Yeah. Good. No, I want to say the wrong thing. <laughs> um, but all right, Andrew, you need to do it. You need to hit him with that dagger, man. Ta ta for now. Ta ta for now.